Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and fix this next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode in which I'm joined by somebody that uh, I've only really recently come across and I was so impressed with the work that he's doing uh, on Facebook and within his business that I knew I had to get him as a guest on the podcast and hopefully I'm going to pronounce names correctly. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name. last name listeners but uh, his first name I'm going to attempt to pronounce as Alessandro and he helps consultants and coaches just like me get 10 to 15 clients per month using organic strategies on Facebook and that for me was the thing I was impressed with and I'm sure if you're not a consultant or coach there's going to be value to take away no matter what your business is uh, and certainly some value on uh, messages and all things uh, organic strategies. Welcome to today's podcast. Can you please, Alessandro, give me your full name just so I I can get the second part of it right? (laughs) Thank you, Simon. Well, you did a great job with my name. Alessandro is pronounced perfectly and the surname is Dirusho, but I don't expect you to to achieve this level of Italian pronunciation. (laughs) So the name was perfect. That's good with the name. Good, good. so we were talking just before we hit the record button about what we drink during the working day and outside of the working day. And being Italian, we, we confirmed two things that, you know, your your love of coffee and your love of wine. So tell us, first of all, a little bit about the coffee that you drink and then tell us a little bit about your taste in wine as well. Well, you know, Um, there is just one type of coffee in Italy. Like we don't have um, long coffee, short coffee. Um, We just have one. Like if you go in a bar, if you go in a coffee shop and you ask for a coffee in Italy, they're going to give you just one type of coffee that is the really short type. But when I say short, it's shorter than you imagine. It's just a a drop. It's a couple of drops. You know, that's the only coffee that you can get in Italy. It's difficult to find... An Americano, for example, it's difficult to find a long coffee because we don't have that. Yeah, it's it's difficult to find in Italy. Maybe right now you're going to find in big cities, you're going to find some coffee shops that can give you an Americano. But for the 99% of the places that you can visit, you just get an espresso, but a really short espresso. So that's yeah. my choice. So intense then, really intense. Super intense. Yes. Yeah, short and intense. Oh, I like that. I like that. So tell us a bit about the wine then. You know, if, you, if you're having a meal, what's your go-to wine? Any particular favorites? I'm really, I really like red wine. I prefer red wine to white wine. And being an Italian, you, you need to drink wine. You know, it's, it's like being yeah. an Englishman and you need to drink tea. For us, it's wine. Like wine is, it's one primary thing that you, one of the primary things that you absolutely need to consume in Italy and um, it's normal for me like growing up obviously after I was 18 it was normal for me to drink wine 
a lunch and a dinner. And then getting older, I realized, you know, that your body doesn't respond as well as they used to respond. So now if I don't want to get too fat, I don't want to start losing control over my weight. Uh, I realized that I have to take down, you know, the units of wines that I'm drinking yeah. during the day. But yeah, I will go with red wine. Yeah, it's interesting you say about the units because, you know, I, I prefer my red wine and, you know, I, I love Rioja. Um, Malbec a little bit on the new stuff, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely more of a Bordeaux red or a Rioja red, and I've got a very small tulip shaped glass for the red wine, and it helps me keep the proportions within the limits that probably do suit my diet and my weight, etc. But I also find there's a there's a better enjoyment of just keep topping the glass up rather than having one big glass and then just sitting there with it holding it for yeah, a length of time. I don't know what size glass you have, but uh, yeah, that's definitely my preference. Yeah, for me, it's a really small glass. Like I don't, I don't need much. It's the same thing. It's the same concept with coffee, actually. Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Uh, we don't drink much. You know, we people think that we drink a lot of wine, and actually, it's not like this. Like we may drink one glass per uh, on in, in, during lunch or during dinner well usually it's during lunch on dinner it could be that you don't drink wine but it's just a small a small glass and for me it was a big shock when i arrived to the uk to see how much people drink here because i wasn't yeah. prepared for it like a lot of beer for me was it was out of my comfort zone because i wasn't i wasn't prepared at all and i had to train when i used to work in our office, I had to train with my colleagues to be at the same level, but it was, it's been a struggle. Like it was yeah. really, really tough. Yeah. Yeah. And we think it would be the other way around. So yeah. So, so great insights there. Thank you for that. So I mentioned in, in your great bio that obviously you help coaches and consultants, uh, get those clients using organic strategies. Tell us a little bit about the backstory behind what you do and what you're currently working on. Absolutely. Well, the reason why I talk about organic strategies to get clients to get attention and then convert those interested people into clients is because I notice a big mistake that many people do. Like many people, they invest their money into ads before they're ready for it and before they have a system that works. And I was I was one of them. Like I made this mistake at a certain point in my business career, I decided, okay, let's give it a, a try to Facebook ads or let's give it a try to Instagram ads or YouTube ads as well. And I wasn't prepared for that. First of all, I didn't have the training to know exactly how to use ads on social media. And you need to have that knowledge or you need to hire someone who is really skilled with that kind of things because it's not simple. You know, it's yeah. supposed to be simple, but it's not simple at all. And Plus, you are playing with your money. So you should be sure that before you're going to invest your money, you're investing your money in the right way. If you are using your money just to test a platform, it's never a good idea. And the second thing is that many people, they go straight to paid advertising because they think, I need the traffic for my content or I need the traffic to get visibility to my courses, to my products. So why not spending money with social media? Social media will find me the traffic and everyone is happy. It's not like this. You know, you should invest your money when you have a system 
that is tested and proven and allows you to get clients, like in that case is an investment, is not risking, is actually an investment. And then you need to have knowledge for those tools that allow you to run ads on, on social media. So the reason why I'm talking a lot about organic strategy is because I think that a wiser way to go is first to find your clients using organic strategies that involves just you spending your time on them. And when you find a strategy that is proven and tested, and you're pretty sure about the strategy that if you're going to bring more visibility to that strategy, you will get more clients, then in that case, it's time to invest with ads. So I prefer to go first organically and then invest your money in, into ads when you have something that is already working. That's yeah. why I talk mostly about the first step. And that's what I'm doing with social media. I'm working with consultants, with coaches, usually with people that are stuck, that, that they are stuck, that they don't know what to do to move their business to the next level. They are plateauing. Yeah. And I help them just get unstuck, just get out of this plateau and finally start, uh, starting getting clients consistently every month. Yeah. So in your, in your own business, what have you been developing then? Because I know, you know, we, we met on Facebook and you've got your Facebook group. What is it you, you've been working on yourself? Well, I work a lot, as you said, on my Facebook group because my Facebook group is my community and I'm a big ambassador of growing your community everywhere you are. Like in your case, you are creating your community on podcast and on other platforms. I, I, I want anyone I'm working with to work on their following, on their community, on their tribe, because you need to get your group of raving fans before you can offer something to them. Because these people, yeah. they will decide to hire you or buy something from you just when they trust you. And how can you make them trust you? Well, you have to spend some time with them. You have to make them yeah. understand that you have valuable content that you can offer to them. Until that point, until they trust you, they will never invest with you. It doesn't matter what kind of product you have. You may have the best product on the earth. You can have the best service in your market, but if they don't trust you, they will talk with someone else they trust. Yeah. Your competition. So I really, I, I really work on my community. I go live once per week inside my Facebook group. I train, I support, I help as much as possible. And the reason why I'm doing this is because I know that to create my tribe, I have to invest time into content and I have to support and help as much as I can all the people that decided to join my Facebook group. So I'm constantly working on that. Yeah, yeah. So I've got to ask a couple of questions. Uh, and these are questions I get asked. And these are questions I have myself as well. Very often when we have a community, we we get disappointed with the engagement. So like you said there, you know, you're, you're putting content into the group, you're putting a video into the group and you just get silence. And I've, I've noticed, uh, certainly in my group that, you know, when I put a post in the reach of that post, it will say four people reached. And you think, how can only four people have been reached in a group that is my community? Um, and, and then of course you get no engagement because it's only had four people that's engaged. What would you say to those listening who like me and you know, like many other people, no matter what the business out there, struggle with engagement? What's, what's, 
what's there something you know a solution or a, a tip that you could share with us for that that's an amazing question i think that this is the question number one for mm. anyone who has a facebook group like everyone everyone 99% of the people with a Facebook group, they are struggling with the same problem. And the problem yeah. is lack of engagement. They don't get engagement. As you said, they post and they reach no one. They have a group with, I don't know, 2000 people, relatively small group. You put a post there and just five people see that post. Yeah. And you say, where are all the other <laughs> 1,995 yeah. people? Where are them? Well, the problem is this is that we rely on the Facebook algorithm to do all the work that we are supposed to do. And uh -huh. keeping a Facebook group alive is not easy. It needs work. It needs a lot of work. Mm. Obviously, there are some things that you should do on a consistent basis, on a daily basis to live it, to, to, to keep it alive. Um, I don't want to get too much into the details because mm. I should talk for an hour about this because yeah, this yeah. is my expertise actually. But if I can tell you one thing that no one does inside the Facebook group to keep the engagement up is to create a small list of engaged people. I try to explain this concept as fast as, as possible. So when you start a Facebook group, you start with a bunch of people, with a bunch of people. And even if you have a big Facebook group, you need to assume that there are just, I don't know, five people, 10 people that are actually active there. All the others, they don't see anything inside the right. Facebook group. Now, your goal is to find these people, is to find these five people or 10 people if you have them active. And you need to stay in touch with them. Stay in touch with them means that if I go live on a weekly basis, I don't just post the live event there. And then I hope that the Facebook algorithm will reach to these people. They will let, yeah. uh, it will let them know that I'm going live. No, I use one of the most powerful tools that we have on Facebook or on other social media, if we're talking about other social media. And the most powerful, one of the most powerful tools that you can find on Facebook is Messenger. And it's crazy okay. to think that no one use it in the right way. Messenger is a great way to stay in touch with your fans. And you probably, Simon, you read a lot of books with this concept that you don't need to have a million fans, right? You need to have 10 true fans or 100 true, true fans to have a, a, a powerful business, right? Sure. Well, you have to find them and you have to stay in touch with them. Stay in touch means that if I'm going live on Thursday, I will let this group of people know that on Thursday, I would send a private message and tell them, are you free on Thursday? Because I'm going live. And I have a conversation with them. Yeah. And then maybe one hour before I go live, I send a message to the people who reply to me. You know, in the previous message, you told me, yeah, I'm going to be there. Well, I'm going to send them a message and let them know, look, in an hour, I'm going to be live. When the, the event is over, I'm going to tag these people in the event. I let them know that there is the recording in case they weren't able to be there live. So it's, you have to work for it. You know, yeah. you have to work a lot and that's another reason why i'm always saying try not to be everywhere you know try not to be on instagram and facebook and tiktok and youtube because being on a single social media in the right way takes a lot of time and yeah. takes a lot of effort and if you want to make your facebook group become a powerful community you have to work on it and you have to stay in touch with the active people yeah and I think you've you've hit on something very, very important there, that we do trust that Facebook is going to do the hard work for us. 
because we think that's what their purpose is. You know, so we think, you know, when we do all this stuff that Facebook is going to want to share it with lots of different people. And you know, I love the, the tip that you gave us there of finding that five to ten. Uh, because our ego wants everybody to be engaged, doesn't it? You know, our ego wants all two thousand or three thousand uh, people to be engaged. You said something uh, interesting, uh, Alessandro, earlier on about 2000 being a small group. And I've, you know, with my marketing coach, I've heard him say several times that you need to be 3000 or more to, to really make things work. Is there a, a sweet spot in your mind where perhaps people just thinking about starting a group or people that have got a group that's just emerging? Is, is there a sort of sweet spot that works better? No, I don't believe that there is um, a certain amount, amount of people that you have there. Actually, yesterday I had this conversation with this client of mine and he has a brand new group. I think they started his group a little more than a, I don't know, a couple of, of, of weeks ago. Well, yeah. he has around 300 people. It's a small group, really small group, 300 yeah. people, 300 something. And yesterday he sent me a message because he got his first client with 300 people. Wow. So this shows us that you don't need to reach, I don't know, 3,000 before you can start working on that group, before you can start getting clients from that group. You can start with a small group. You can start your group today. And then if you work consistently on it, at the end of the week, you may have 50 people there. With 50 people, you're ready to get a client if you use it in the right way. Getting a client is not that difficult in a, with a community if you use that community in the right way. And using it in the right way is be in touch with these people constantly. They have to yeah. see you over and over and over again because time is currency, is a currency in business, right? The more time you spend with someone, the more chances you have to make that person become a client. Yeah. So you don't need to have a certain amount of people. You can start with a small group and you can already get clients. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. so again, experience. it's less about the numbers of people in a group, but more about the number of hours and the amount of time and effort that you put into to work in that group yeah 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 that. it's more about the quality of that group than the quantity but yeah. still you have to know what to do with the facebook group it's yeah. it's a lot of work but it's really rewarding yeah and these kind of things we don't actually get good access to you know facebook don't give you a lot of training, a lot of advice on how to do things like this, which I suppose is why people reach out to to you to get that help. People who have, like you, been there, gone up the mountain, and now show other people how to do the same. So uh, I suppose that at this point, it'd be good to ask where people can go to find out more about you. Is there anything that you want the listeners to take a look at, sign up to, etc.? Just you know, tell us a little bit about how we can find out more about you and what you do. Sure. The easiest way is to find me inside my Facebook group. We talked about my Facebook group, so I think yeah. that that's the easiest place where to find me. I go live there every week. Yesterday, I was live in my Facebook group talking about boot camps, that it's my basically bread and butter. It's what I use to convert customers into clients. So I would suggest to join my next live event that will be next Thursday. But, you know, every week there is a new live event inside my group. Right. 
So um, you said that all the, you know, you're going to put all the links in the show notes, but if someone sure. wants to find out about my next live event and register for it, um, the link is escape925.live slash live. So with that right. link, if you remember it, <laughs> guys listening, yeah. just get on that link and there there is a page where you can register for the next live. You're going to be... Um, you will have your um, request to join the group confirmed. You will get inside the group and then you will be with me live once per week. So that, that brings me to my, my next question before I ask you to share um, the big tip with listeners because you've already given us a couple of ones anyway. But what's with the Escape 9 to 5? What's, what's the, the, the background behind that? What's the, what's the why behind it? That's a long story. Okay. <laughs> That's a long story. It could be another episode, but I decided to call it like this because um, that was the trigger that made me start my business, escaping my nine to five. Uh, I used to be uh, an employee. I used to be a web designer and uh, I worked as a web designer for 15 years, more or less. Right. And the crazy thing is that I never loved that job. I, I didn't like it. I was a web designer just because I knew how to design. That's the yeah. only reason why. And I spent so long being a web designer because I didn't see another solution. I didn't see a way out. I didn't see uh, another chance to create a career. And I didn't like to be in a nine to five, spending most of, the, of my day doing something that I didn't like to do. And, you know, having a job, that's the majority of your of your life you spend a lot of time in your job and sure. if you for the majority of your life you're doing something that you don't like what's the point you know so i wanted to quit my 95 and i wanted to regain my freedom i wanted to spend more time have the chance to spend more time with my family with my friends travel you know all the things that i didn't have the time to do so the trigger to create my business and become financially and location independent was I want to stop have this life that revolves around nine to five. I want to stop having a boss. I have to ask for permission if I want to go somewhere on holidays. I want to have the possibility to work from everywhere I want. And more importantly, I want to do something I enjoy. And that's why I, I call my company Escape Perfect. 95, because I want to help people in my same situation years ago. Yeah. Perfect. Love that. And did you escape the nine to five before you came to the UK or did you come to the UK as a web designer then escape the nine to five? I'm interested as to which side of the, uh, the sort of channel that happened. No, I arrived to the UK to work as a designer and okay. it's been years after I arrived to the UK that I, when I started my business. Uh, yeah. I actually moved to the UK because I wanted to find a better job as a designer. And this is where I started my career as yeah. web designer. I used to be a web designer and then I became a UX designer. I, I, I had a career and when I left my job, my last job as a designer, I was really good with it. Like I was earning a good salary every month. I was in a good position. I was in a good company, but still. It yeah. wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. No, no, and that is so important, isn't it? It's so important to our quality of our life, definitely. So, absolutely. 
I, I, I dare not ask, but I'm going to ask anyway. If you were to give the listener one tip, one lesson that they could take away, that they can do something with, it could be something on Facebook, it could be something to do business-wise. You know, if you want to share something that somebody can implement and do something with in the next few days, next week, what would you like to share today, Alessandro? I would like to share something connected to what I shared before. And it's a really simple advice, but for me, it made the difference. First of all, I would suggest everyone listening to this, stop looking for shortcuts. There are no shortcuts in this. There is nothing you're going to learn that's going to make you become successful overnight. That's going to make your business become profitable overnight. There is nothing like that. Okay. Maybe one out of a million become successful overnight and they, you know, they become incredibly profitable in a week or in a month. There are no shortcuts. This is one thing that I want to put on the table because you need to understand that. And everyone who tells you, if you hear anyone telling you, look, uh, it's really simple to become successful with your business. It's really simple to become profitable. You just need to do a couple of things and boom, it's going to happen. Don't trust these people because usually they're trying to scam you. Um, So there are no shortcuts. I want you to actually believe in what you do. When you decide to work into something and you want to create your business, find something you're passionate about. Don't find something just because it's trendy at the moment or it's something that promises you to become rich overnight or uh, uh, it's something that is really popular at the moment and you want to use it because there is a good opportunity there. Don't do that because to make a business work, you need to be consistent, you need to be stubborn, you need to be patient. And the only way to have all these qualities and stay with these qualities for a good amount of time is to find something that you like doing. And then in that case, you will keep going until yeah. you succeed. Even yeah. if you have some rough moments, you will overcome them because you love what you're doing. And the other thing I want to say is work on your community. Start with a bunch of people. Start with a couple of people, people that maybe are already following you on social media. People like your content. Maybe you started a podcast that you had a couple, you have a couple of listeners. Start from them. Maybe you put some content on social media. Start from these people. Make them join your community. So start taking people that are enjoying your content and make them join the community that you create wherever you want. It doesn't have to be a Facebook group. It could be a group on WhatsApp. Could be a group on Telegram, could be a group on Discord. Make these people join this group and stay in touch constantly with them. Try to understand what they want to achieve and work with them. I assure you that if every day you focus on this, you focus on finding your ideal clients and make them join your community and be in touch with them and support them as much as possible, your community will get bigger, 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 and bigger. And these people will think, Actually, I want to work with Alessandro. Actually, I want to work with Simon. Actually, I'm enjoying what I'm getting right now for free. A lot of support, a lot of help. So I guess that I can become a client. But focus on this. Instead of all the vanity metrics and all the promises to become rich overnight, focus focus on something that is actually more real. That is, create your community. Little by little, find okay. people out there because social media gives us this possibility. Find them and work with them. Yeah, and and thank you for reaffirming 
that it's not the size of the group. It doesn't have to be thousands. For some, it might be, but actually it could be the 50, it could be the 300, uh, and it's what we put into it. Certainly, yeah, love that. And the thing I would say to the listener as well, if, if you had a business and you started it and you were passionate about it and you loved it and you've fallen out of love with it, find a way to fall back in love with it. You know, find a way to get that passion and that fire and that desire back into your business as as Alessandro was saying there, because it is so important to love what you do and to have that, you know, every day getting up and doing what you want to do and doing it because you love doing it. So yeah, fall back in love with your business, definitely. Absolutely. So final question then. If you were to have your next coffee, uh, the very short, very intense uh, espresso coffee, if you had that in any location in the world, where would the location be? And most importantly, which business hero might be an author, might be somebody that you in, you know inspires you. Which business hero would you be sat having the coffee with? I would have my coffee in Naples because it's where the best coffee in the world is, in my opinion. I've never been, Probably so uh, yeah, that's places. on the that's on the bucket list now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a really rough city, so be careful when you go there. But I assure you that <laughs> there are some good things that you can get in there. Coffee, pizza, uh, even the people that are really, really warm. Um, I, I would love to have the coffee there. And thinking about a person I want to talk with, I want to sit down and talk with, well, I will pick the person who inspired me to create my business. It's mm. not a person that I'm following much right now, but this specific person was the reason why, or was the, you know, the inspiration I got at the beginning to understand, actually, I can create my business and I can start working on something I love. And this person is Lewis House. That is uh, probably uh, the people listening, you are, you may be familiar with the, with this podcast because it's one of the most popular podcasts uh, for online marketing yeah, anywhere. Um, and I started my business because long time ago, I, I ended up online on is, um, I think it was called a workshop, a seven day workshop. It was running this seven day workshop, uh, for free and it was live every day for, it was like four or five hours per day. And it was teaching, you know, teaching how to become an online entrepreneur, like what you have to do, the possibilities there, blah, blah, blah. And just because I watched that, I realized there is something yeah. here. Like, I didn't know that it's possible to create a business, an online business around a passion that you have and work on it and actually change your career once for all. So right. that was the trigger. That was yeah. the reason why I'm here. Because a long time ago, I ended up on this workshop. I started watching. I got really motivated, really impressed by what this guy was talking about. So I would love to have a coffee with him and just just to tell him thank you so much. Because if it wasn't yeah. for you, maybe I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have my business. Wow. Wow. That's, that's a great example. So give us the, the website or the, the link again for the the Facebook group and the live. Just give us that, uh, those details again. Escape925.life slash forward slash live. Yeah. And the this nine the and the five is the number nine, is it? So escape nine exactly. yes. two five. Yeah. 
perfect. Well, yes. we'll make sure yes. those are in the show notes as well. You've been an amazing guest. You've shared some insights into Italian drinking habits, uh, as well as all things group and organic strategies on Facebook. You've been an amazing value giver today, and I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much, Simon. It's been an honor, and I really enjoy it. And listeners, all you need to do now is two things. Leave us a review. As always, tell us what you thought of today's podcast. Tell us what you've done differently with it. Tell us what community you're building right now because you've heard of this podcast. And, of course, subscribe and make sure that you get notified of future episodes. And, as always, I'll have you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you. Thank you.